I am Jacob Wirtz. And I am Jacob Gable. And this is the Untapped Podcast Bonus Edition. Nice work, Wirtz. Let's go, baby. We are well back done, with another bonus. Another oh, bonus, man. man. Big deal today. I think we got something big coming up today. Mr. Uh, Brock Wilson. Yeah, yeah. We've got, guys uh, night. we've got guys night tonight, or really this afternoon, at uh, Force Performance out in uh, good old Brentwood, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, with Brock Wilson, guys, um, first one in a while. Probably yeah. been like two months, honestly. Yeah, something like that, um, right around. I, believe. I know because yeah. like we both went to the first one, then I wasn't able to go, then you weren't able to go, and now yep. here we are. Yep. Um, so we're we're definitely looking forward to that. Really excited that he's got a really cool guest coming in. Um, Derek Wida, I believe is how you say it. Wida, Wida. Don't hurt us, Derek. Um, if we mess that up. <laughs> he's a he's a big time first form athlete. Yep. Um, he's only got one leg. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool to meet him and hear yeah. his story. There's no doubt about it. Definitely but do. You're uh you're on what day two three? So but- actually, funny enough, yesterday I reset because I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. Yesterday I was like on I, phase one. Yeah, on phase one. I I felt like I didn't give day two enough respect, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and what happened? Can I, I ask? You know, kind of like the for after I got home from work for four hours, I was just kind of like sitting there and wasn't didn't feel productive and whatnot. And I didn't feel like I was intentional about my action. So okay. I was like, you know what? I'm setting day one again. Right on. And it's, it's, I've done that before 75 hard. Actually, I've been like five days in and I'm like, uh, call it. Yeah. No, restart. I remember. Yeah. It's, it's kind of one of those things that it's a reset for me a lot of times. Sure. And I'm like, it's almost like I give myself a wake up call. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, get to it. Cause I got the shit. Cause yeah. I, I kind of get what you mean. Um, you know, cause sometimes you'll impulsively start like mm-hmm. either 75 or like you kind of impulsively yeah, start. Yeah, I know. Phase d- one. I definitely. It's kind of like, a, all right, yeah. yep, screw this. Like, I'm yep. going. And then you don't really have that time to prepare. Like, okay, listen, every single day, I'm giving it all I got. Some mm-hmm. days are going to be better than others. Some days are going to be worse than others, but I'm giving it all I can for yep. this day. And, you know, maybe those first couple of days, you just didn't quite feel that way. Yep. And uh, so I think it's big time that you just, you know, went, went ahead and restarted. Sure, dude. Yeah. Um, guys, we're back with another bonus episode. This is bonus number four. Um, it's going to be another Q&A. Um, and guys, those of you who uh, might be joining the show for the first time, welcome to the Untapped Podcast. But we actually have five different full-length formats. So these bonus episodes, um, they've been all Q&A so far, but they don't have to be Q&As. Yes. We're just kind of yep. using them to be a little more candid, a little more open, um, show ourselves a little bit more, give opinions and, and thoughts on different things. But our five full-length episodes are EX Fit. So you have two certified personal mm-hmm. trainers here. EX Fit encompasses everything to do with fitness, with physical health, nutrition, um, gym, workouts, all that kind of stuff. EX Mind is next. That was actually our last full-length episode, um, season two, episode 20. EX Mind covers everything to do with mindset and mental health from our anecdotal experiences. Nice. So we are yeah. not trained, educated mental health experts, but we do give our anecdotal experiences um, when it comes to mental health and just the mental side of things. Yep. Next is EX Gentlemen. That is where we cover everything to do with masculinity. So we talk about being a strong male, being a strong male presence, building yourself up as a man for yourself, but also for those around you. Nice. Yeah. So the last two guys, we have our EX Current episodes, which EX Current, basically just current events. Again, that could be something like an article we go over, or it could be how something in the history connects to our current future now, or how it's going to connect in the future, you know, however many years down the road. Mm -hmm. Those are a lot of fun for us. We like to talk about current events. We like to bring those up because we think they're important. And then EX guests are final format. EX guests, pretty put simply, we sit down with somebody, could be an entrepreneur, could be a fellow fitness professional, could be somebody that just brings value to you guys. Mm -hmm. And we have a candid conversation with them. Big ones coming up here soon, I think. We have some ones in the works. So we haven't had one EX guest in a little bit now, uh, other than Mr. Trent Ruckman, which is our last one at season two, episode four. Yeah, Um, We're excited to bring some 
big ones on yeah. here soon. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, just a few yeah. days after Christmas. A little, little yeah. late Christmas present for uh, the EX fam. <laughs> the EX fam. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and we also have a third person involved in the podcast, Mr. Uh-oh. Mitchell Gable. He is our producer. Mitch, go ahead and say hi for us. Hello, folks. There we go. <laughs> So basically what this is going to, or how this is going to work today, Mitch is going to ask us three different questions that were submitted by you guys, the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, he will just make up his own because Mitch is a smart guy and uh, he's definitely smarter than us. So he, uh, <laughs> yeah. he comes up with some of the questions as well. Um, but most of them are asked by you guys, the listeners. So he's going to ask us three questions. They all have to do with one of those five formats that we just went over. So Mitch, why don't you hit us with number one? All right, guys, let's start it off. So the first question, question number one, is an EX fit question. And it says, how to develop trust between clients or the teams you train? Oh, okay, mm. cool. Very, very yep. cool. Uh, yep. Go ahead. The easiest way to put this, guys, and uh, honestly, like we at my current job now at Lifetime uh, working there, we actually had this conversation recently with a bunch of the trainers and whatnot and how like best to develop a really tight relationship with uh, your clients. And honestly, for me, one-on-one, the best way I've found is basically be a good friend of theirs. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. ask about their family, ask about if they have kids, if how, how their job's going, et cetera. Just care about what they're doing. That's the best way I've found for how whatever the age is. It could be a 75-year-old. It could be a 15-year-old. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you actually care about what's going on in their life. And again, what, what, is, the, what is the phrase? It's like uh, everybody's favorite topic is themselves. Uh, yeah, heard that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, so. honestly, yes. that, and that could go for anybody. Like, I, I appreciate when somebody asks about myself or whatever. Sure, and sure. I, it's, it's one of those things, guys, that if we want to have a good relationship with you, if you guys train with us, if if you train with another trainer, whatever, you always want a trainer who is connecting with you personally. Absolutely. And the, the, the tough part about that is there's, there is a lot of good trainers out there. Some of them just have tough times with the personal side of things. Like, yeah. I, I really enjoy the personal side of things. I've always found that right. an enjoyable right. aspect of training. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you are a trainer listening to this podcast, definitely work on just having a tight relationship and really caring about what you're bringing your clients, who your clients are, et cetera, like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So as far as training clients, I absolutely 100% agree with you. Um, you know, the majority of the guys that I'm training, guys and girls that I'm training are high school and below, mm-hmm. um, a few few college um, as well. But the... Um, the interesting thing when training kids, because mm. I think you mostly train adults and yes. older adults yep. for the most part. The it's been in- a majority of 25 and up for me. Yeah. 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 So the interesting thing with when you train kids is there's also a line. Mm. There's a line when you are a young trainer or coach. Um, there's a line there where, hey, I'm your trainer. I'm your coach. It's, it's basically one and the same, yep. honestly. Um, and I am the the um, authority figure authority figure mm-hmm. you know I'm the one that is educated on this and has experience in this blah 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 but I, I can also be your friend and that's what you're sure. talking about they're yeah. having that personal connection and I I think it's more important to have that personal connection with clients mm. than it is with because I do both I I train people in the gym I also coach a team mm-hmm. so there's kind of this there's kind of a different um, approach to both those and I'll, I'll get to the team aspect but with the clients that personal connection is absolutely 100%. Like, yep. hey, I don't just know you here in the gym, but I'm asking, you know, how's school? I, something I do with most of my kids in the gym, most of them and most every day, I say, hey, tell me one thing you learned at school today. Nice. And, That's good. And most of them, they're younger, oh, uh, nothing. And I go, no. <laughs> I was like, I'll give you however long you need to think about it. And I go, even if you learned the cute girl in your class's name, yep. like anything yep. you learned at school today, and eventually they always get something out. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm trying to do, just trying to build that relationship. Like, oh, 
He's asking about school. Mm. He's asking what I had for lunch. He's asking, you know, did I play Call of Duty? Do I play video games? You know, do what did I do with my friends this weekend? All that kind of stuff. You know, so building that personal relationship, but also making it known, like, hey, there is a line. Like, there's certain things that one we're not going to talk about. Okay, there's certain things that we're just not going to talk about because sure. you're young and I'm old. <laughs> and wow, just now, calling yourself out. There. Well, but like, but yes, in I, that know, sense, I know you mean. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And obviously, there are ways that those things that you're not supposed to talk about can be brought up mm. in the correct setting. But anyway, bottom line is I 100% agree that personal side is absolutely important sure. when training clients. And I'm sure even more so when you're training one-on-one like you do. Yep, it is. Because we yeah. kind of have a, a mass of kids in at once. Yep. And so it can be harder to develop those personal mm-hmm. relationships. Switching over to the coaching side. I'm not going to say it's not important to have a personal connection because that would be ridiculous of me to say. And that's not at all what I mean by this. It is different, though. Yeah. But in that sense, it is very, very important to not lose the authority figure that you are Mm -hmm. because then you lose all respect. And when you're trying to work on anything, whatever it is, whatever sport it is, whatever drill, whatever it might be, if you don't have respect given to you from the players, Mm -hmm. you you can't coach anything. You're not going to be able to get anything productive done. You're not going to win ball games, anything like that. You're not going to be able to just better them in general. Sure. And that is that's definitely part of the reason why I stopped coaching high school when I did. Mm-hmm. I was going into my fourth year coaching high schoolers um, when I stopped playing college baseball. And it, it was tough because I was just out of college. So I was basically just one of their friends, you know, as far as being older than them. Some of them I had played with. So we were teammates, we were friends, yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm the coach. And so that was that was something I struggled with, being able to be a coach and Separate not just be a two. friend. Sure. Absolutely. Mm. Now I'm coaching 6th and 7th graders that are 12, almost 13 years old, where I love that because I can mold them mm-hmm. basically however I want yep. in a way. You know what I mean? No, exactly. exactly and yeah. um, it's a pretty cool opportunity, honestly. because. Absolutely. Not only do I get to teach them baseball and even all the like the little funny goofy things that baseball players say to each other or, you know, if your right pocket's hanging out of your butt, hey, your right blinker's on. Like I've said that to my kids <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, turn around, like fix your pants, you know, like little stupid things like that yep. that no one else knows about. And I get to teach those things to them and I get to grow them up, you know, mm-hmm. as young men going into high school and whatnot. Like, so it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a cool opportunity. But um, bottom line, it's definitely important to have the personal connection, but always maintain that line yep don't ever let that falter yep you are the trainer you are the coach exactly 100 yep Yep. that's definitely my advice there cool all right question number two it is an ex gentleman question what makes a woman attractive Ooh, Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) these ones are always funny too um what makes a woman attractive um man that that's a tough one in this day and age um, I guess it's cancel time for us. You know, we haven't been canceled in a while, so this is it's time for that. But um, for me on my end, again, this could go different for every man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, at least I would say there is a general idea, but there could be unique differences between every man. Um, in my case, one of the biggest things that I look for these days is the feminine aspect in a woman. Mm-hmm. Like they, they I, I like them to be nurturing. Like the idea of if she could be a good mother that's a very attractive quality to me mm-hmm. like if she if she wants to have kids if she really likes being around kids that's also like a really attractive factor to me it's kind of random but it it really does like if you want to actually like seriously date this woman 
that needs to be a big factor because like if you want to have kids like mm-hmm. it's kind of a big deal if she cares or not about kids yeah and i would um, assume she's looking at you in the same way as can yes. this guy be a father yes 100 you know? percent. and i think every woman should look at a man that way absolutely 100%. yeah um and then if i had to go for other ones um and it's this word is always uh it always gets a a bad rap but it's but submissive is a good way to uh, to put that word and i don't mean submissive in the way of like she listens to everything i say um what i mean more is like i make the decisions and but i need her feedback as well like i don't i don't want her to just be like a yes man to me 24 7 mm-hmm. but i want her to me- be as like like if she questions me in public that's like a very unattractive thing to me if that makes sense because it almost like hurts my authority as the man a lot of times and Interesting. you know that's again that's because of past experiences i've had and whatnot and it was like I was very disrespected in past relationships and I allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I'm okay with anymore. Uh-huh. Um, in the way of, and again, this doesn't mean that I'm like leading her around in a leash or something like that. That's right. The last thing I need is some kind of dog barking at my heels. Like if I want a dog, I'll buy a dog. Like it's not the same thing. Um, but if I, if I want a relationship to go well, I need us to be com- a com- combination of the two of like, I can be the strong leader, but I also need, a nurturing woman to be along my side to pull me back if I'm going too far at something as well. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is like it's one of the, it's there's a difference if I'm if I'm being it sounds funny too masculine and a little bit like too aggressive in a situation or I'm not looking at something with enough emotion or em- empathy. Mm-hmm. I need that woman at my side to tell me that I need mm-hmm. her to step in and tell me that. But again, that doesn't mean that she has to like step in and be a masculine figure mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, yeah. So, constructive uh, feedback that builds you up. Is exactly. What exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Not necessarily against her making decisions or anything like that. By no means, no. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe clarify that a bit. Yeah. So so you're are you asking like what what do you mean like I so so you're looking for someone that's submissive and mm-hmm. not in a funny like sexualized way for those of you that are giggling your asses off right Pro- now probably are but yeah but uh, like I, I guess in a way that could be taken as misogynistic. So how sure. how could you draw the line so that people understand that you're not being that way? Sure. So that I think that chauvinistic. Well, well yeah. So that I think that word has gotten a bad connotation in the last like absolutely. 50 years it's a buzzword. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a buzzword, word. and it yes. it comes off as either like you said, like sexual, or it comes off as those two words, misogynistic or chauvinistic, mm-hmm. and it really isn't. Right. What it, what it more means is like if there's a large decision to be made when it comes to let's say I have a son. Like for example, in mm-hmm. the in the realm of having a son, after like. 10 to 12 years old, I expect to come in and try to mold them into a man, sure. put them through a lot of struggles, yeah, that type absolutely. of stuff. Yeah. Like I should be facing hardships as a, like as a, as when I was a son, I wanted to be facing hardships. And especially now I'm putting myself still through those hardships because I, my parents taught me that my dad taught me that. Mm-hmm. And so I would make a final decision about son. Like if you know, like uh, are you're being a little bit too harsh on our boys. It's like, honey, this is what they need. Yeah, same thing. Okay. Um, with a daughter, usually that comes in. I would say that comes in a little bit different. Like that's one of those scenarios where the mother would come in and make most of the decisions there because sure. she is the. She, I don't understand the feminine aspect as much as she does. Of course. In that case. Of course. But yeah. Um. And let's say I'm trying to like give it a good example around the house or something like that. Um. Gosh, this is hard. Um. A good example would be like let's say we're moving mm-hmm. or something like that, and it's like we're bickering back and forth about, you know, house, apartment, house, this, condo, this, that, whatever. And if we're if we're running this thing as extrication especially, and uh-huh. we're running the business and whatnot, and she wants to move to, let's say, California or something like that because she wants to be around the beach and whatever, 
but it's much more productive for us as a company to be moved to Arizona, for mm. example, then I would make the final decision there that we're going to Arizona. Mm. And if she doesn't like that, then that's fine. Then Well, but, sure. Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, like the explanation would be there as well. It's not, hey, I want to move to Arizona. It, hey, yeah. I want to move to California. No, screw you. We're moving to Arizona. Like, exactly. Obviously, that's not yeah. how that's going to go down. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So yeah. I, I, I think you just clarified it. Because um, I know what you're trying to say. Yes. For 100%. And I, I know you do. And I, that's, right. that's the thing. Is like right. ev- everybody loves to take things out of context these days 100%. and whatnot. Yes. And I appreciate you even, even having me clarify that there. Yeah. But you're right. Because it wouldn't just be like, we're going to Arizona. Yeah, exactly. It, it would be, honey, this is why we're going to Arizona. It's a conversation. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're this not just going to make demands and be exactly. like, hey, we're doing this or you can walk away. Exactly. Like, that's Again, not necessarily what you're saying. I don't there. want an obedient dog. I, yeah, I want, yeah, I, right. I, if, if she didn't question anything I did, I'd be like really worried, actually. To yeah, be honest absolutely. With you. I'd, be absolutely. Like, I'd be like, are you just like here to be like kind of like my lap dog or like, right. and I don't want that. Right. I want somebody like Mitchell said to have like constructive criticism sometimes as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, this is such a, it can be a loaded question too, because I, mm. I think everyone, whether that's a man or a woman, like everyone is so individual Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and we can all paint this perfect picture of the perfect person you know and we'll never find that you know like that that person doesn't exist which is not a bad thing you know it's just a fact honestly it's kind of a good thing no it is because it makes you grow as a person yeah absolutely because Mm -hmm. when you find someone that has a quality that you either weren't you thought you weren't looking for Mm. or you didn't know that you were looking for and if they have that like that's also like you just said it's going to make you grow um I I think it's very attractive when a girl is driven mm. and has goals of her own, mm. um, whether that's to be an entrepreneur or to be a good entrepreneur. Um, I I like women that want to make a life for themselves too, mm. you know. And I don't necessarily love the like feminist like boss bitch type thing. Like yeah, that, that's that's, that's the line you got to be careful that's with. Yeah. Like yeah. I like we've both kind of had some girls that we dated and whatnot that were like that, and like that's just that's annoying. I'm not yep. saying it's wrong. But it's not attractive. And some guy, maybe maybe he does find that attractive. I don't. The maybe. question was, what do we find in a, a woman? You right. know? Um, but I do think it's very attractive when they're driven and they want to make a life for themselves and they want to be successful, too. Like, I, I think that's attractive. Mm-hmm. When I hear girls say, like, I'm going to college for uh, culinary or something like that, but not to use it in a way of opening up their own restaurant or something, but just mm-hmm. to, like, learn how to cook to be a mom like that that almost to be a stay-at-home mom like that's their goal mm. which like i don't hate that because i i that's very important um I, i'm trying to like figure out how I, i'm trying to word this um, i, I kind of get where you're going though i it's it's more like if that it, is like she should also want to provide let's say if she is a stay-at-home mom she should also want to provide value to you yeah which and they're that going be, to that could be like goals as well to help you in that direction yeah. like i mean emily's a good example of that with andy sure like but 100%. she's an entrepreneur yeah ex- you know? but, but what i'm saying is like She's a good example because of the fact that a lot of the stuff she does helps him as well. Oh, and absolutely. Then, and a lot of stuff he does helps her as well, too. Yeah, it's a I mean, the, thing. the things that yeah. I've gotten from her website, I see Andy in it. Exactly. And now when I see some exactly. Andy stuff, I see her in it the more yep. I've learned about her. So absolutely. absolutely. Um, and, and being a stay-at-home mom, like, that's that's a full-time it's, job. It's, it's a very honorable thing like to do, that's 100%. A, yeah. However many hours are in a week, like, that's how many hours you're working a week. Literally 24 You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. it's... I'm not at all knocking 
women that are stay-at-home moms. I mean, we both have, at times, our moms were both stay-at-home moms. That's why it, it, that stay-at-home mom thing does come off as a pretty attractive at first for me yes. on my end. Yeah, but that's that's exactly why I'm trying to find the way to word this how I want to. When someone, like, I, I knew people that I worked with at the movie theater mm-hmm. that went and got their associate's degree just so that they could be out of college soon because they just wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Like, it, in the, and in the way that they were trying to do that, like, I didn't like that. Like, that, it sounded almost lazy to me. And I'm not, I'm not at all calling moms lazy, mm-hmm. stay-at-home moms lazy. Not at all what I'm saying. At all. But, like, they had no goals other than that. Mm. They didn't want to be successful outside of that. Mm-hmm. And not to say you have to be an entrepreneur or anything like that, like what Emily is or anything. But, like, it just it felt empty after that. I, I don't even know what I'm trying to I, say. I can understand what you're saying. What, so I actually have a good example of this. One of my clients, and sh- she listens to some of the podcasts too, mm-hmm. so hopefully she hears this, but she is now a stay-at-home mom with her husband. I think they've been married for four years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just had their their daughter's about, a little bit over a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she originally actually met her husband through the, I, I think it was the job or the company he owns. Um, and so she was working really hard during that. It had a lot of goals. Doing, uh, it, I believe it was in warranty. And again, she might correct me on this too, um, but I believe it's in warranty and or warranties. And she eventually meeting through him and dating him for a little bit of time, decided it was best for their family and their own goals for her to end up being a stay at home mom. Now she yeah. again, okay, yeah. And and I talked to her pretty pretty much her only free hour of the day is when she comes and trains with me. Yeah. So like hundred percent, like her, she had a lot of goals with that. But anytime like her husband needs help with something with the company too, she also is very educated in that realm and helps yeah. with that stuff. See now that yeah. that is awesome. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's really what our moms did too. Yes. Like our moms were working. They had kids, so they decided to to come yep. home. Well, you know, and, and, and what my mom did too, and Mitch, Mitch and I's mom did, she actually stayed at home with us until we started going to school. So she would go part time mm, when we were in like kindergarten for a little bit. Gotcha. She would then, as we got into more like full time school, like uh-huh. you know, uh, elementary school, middle school, et cetera, she started working more and more. Gotcha. Back up. So like, yeah. it just, and I think it's just because she enjoyed that because Which, yeah, because yeah. again, stay at home mother was a full time job. For Absolutely. Her. Yeah, because she she never wanted to leave us in daycare, and that's always like again, that's a big thing for me. I think it's a really important for the mother when they're the kids are younger to be there. Yes. Because the mother is such a good you know, empathetic influence for the child at that right. point in time, it's massive. Well, and there's that connection there too. It a hundred percent, you know, the hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, our moms pretty much did the exact same thing. Yes. I mean, yeah, our moms as, are too badasses. Facts, yeah. facts. Yeah. And I, I don't want any of what I just said to come off as me demonizing stay at home yeah. moms, but like the example you just gave of your client, like that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like she was driven, she was working, she was, you know, making her own money, making success for herself. Be like, Hey, like our, our daughter, did you say yep. daughter yep. is a little over a year old. Like, I need to be home now. Yep. You know, and we're going to be fine yep. as a family, like financially, all that kind of stuff. Like we're going to be fine. You know. Yep, exactly. And when you need help, mm. like I'm there. Yep. So that, like, the, literally, that's a perfect situation. Like that is attractive. That's ex- so. Actually, I'll end it on that right there because that was perfect. So you said right there, we'll be financially fine. So mm-hmm. that's a key, guys. What we said, what I said about the submissive aspect. If if you as the husband are not a strong leader and not a strong financial provider you don't really get the privilege of having a submissive woman. Like oh, that's, that's he, not I mean, like, yeah. that's not part of it. Like you, you as a male have, she to write, shouldn't like, be either. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. As a female, you shouldn't just like, kind of like, like be submissive to every man. Like that's not a thing. Yeah. Like yeah, it, yeah right. it, the man has to actually earn that right of the relationship. And then the woman has to earn her part of the relationship too. It's like, it's that compromise again. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if the guy is not financially providing for the family, like just being a yes man for him, probably like if he's making, you know, again, 
like the 20 to 30 grand a year or whatever. I like, I don't, that's not like a deserving no. man. No, like we'll call up men in that realm too. Absolutely. 100%. So yeah, yeah, that's my last thing yep. I had there. 100%. But. All right. Question number three. It is an EX current question. What are your thoughts on Elon and his current Twitter takeover? Elon Musk. Mm. <laughs> oh, and we talked about it in uh, the past episode, season two, episode 20. He's the second richest man in the world currently. Ah, who's number okay. one? Um, the guy who owns like uh, all the luxury brands. Oh, um, no, I know you're talking about, Mitch. I saw this recently. It, he's it recently of, changed to this guy. He's a yeah. French guy. Yeah, it's like $170 billion oh, or it's, something. It's, it's ridiculous. It, well, it only yeah. changes be, because of Tesla stock price. So like if yeah, Tesla right. stock well, yeah, price well, he's, up, he's Elon's the richest. stock if, and whatnot, not, yeah. right. So yeah. this guy owns like the like the Louis Vuitton. Yes. Yeah, it's like yeah. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, bunch of luxury yeah. and it, they basically have like an overarching like not monopoly but pretty much monopoly. Like over it. Yes, that's exactly. crazy. Yeah, it's he owns like forty five percent of those luxury. Yes, it's wow. ridiculous. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I don't think Balenciaga was on there. So thank God. He's but cl- he's it's clear. only dependent on stock price. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway, yeah. uh, okay. What are our opinions on Elon and his Twitter takeover? Yeah. Uh, I think it's excellent. I I, I think the, yep. the the takeover is excellent. I'm not exactly what I think of Elon. Um. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be a part of, like, the the uh, group of the rich people that we continue to talk. Forum, the elites. Yeah. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Like, he doesn't appear to be a part of that elite group. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously he is elite when it comes to financials and whatnot. Wealth, there's no yeah, doubt. Companies. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem to be a part of yeah the World Economic Forum and just. These people that are trying to puppet the world. Yeah, in, and of course, there's, there's pictures I've seen in the past of him like around World Economic Forum people. But well, even Trump was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like the World Economic Forum like pollutes pretty much like the entirety of the elites. Like, yeah, in the way of like they're at least around those people. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean like an Elon or a Trump or whatever is connected right. to those people. Well, because yeah. what the World Economic Forum does is they'll invite you to come speak at one of their events. Mm-hmm taking pictures and stuff and then <laughs> yeah. use you as like, oh, see, look, he was here. They're they're smart about it. I'll give oh, it to absolutely. them. Oh, absolutely. I'll yeah. give it to them. They're very smart they're about it. They're just evil. They're, they're, they're an evil smart. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like imagine if they use those smarts for good. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, dude, really nice, uh, you're it? talking homelessness is probably non-existent. Yep. And, you know, it's just, you know, hunger, non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of money that is involved in those people and in that forum, like, my goodness. They the could do some things. serious good. Exactly. Serious but good, yeah. unfortunately, they're evil people and they deserve to die. Via wood chipper, but anyway, <laughs> um, yes, I I, yes. I I think it's fantastic what what Elon has done. Um, strictly because it's just showing mm-hmm. like how messed up Twitter and just social media and the Democratic Party and the FTX stuff, like how all of it is one connected. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people have been talking about this for several years now. You know, we're, we're, us too. Yeah. yeah, we're we were yeah. a little later to that party as far as like talking about it on here and whatnot. But yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, you know, granted, just because we started the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Later, That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it can no longer be ignored mm-hmm. or like, oh, there's no way that's true. No, I, I understand it's crazy to, mm-hmm. to like try and comprehend what has happened the past, what, three years now? Yep. Like it's real and it's happening and it's time to stop giving into it. Yep. You know, and um, same thing with Ukraine. Like I'm so tired of seeing we support Ukraine flags and bumper stickers and I love Ukraine, all stuff like, no, stop. I love America. That's it. The money that was given to the U S government was given to Ukraine. Ukraine put it in through FTX and FTX sent it to the democratic party to screw Mm. with the elections. Like it's not literally it's three pieces, four pieces. I'll give you four to that whole connect the dots. U S government, Ukraine, FTX, Democrats. Mm. Like it is undeniable 
Yep. It is undeniable. And I haven't read through all the Twitter files and whatnot that's been coming out these past couple of weeks, so I I won't speak too much on that, but I do know that some of the content in that talks about that stuff. About censorship, then, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it talks about COVID mm-hmm. and how anyone that was speaking out against COVID the past few years was purposely censored. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all in there. Jack Dorsey and all this stuff. Now, it sounds like Jack Dorsey wasn't fully knowledgeable on what was happening. I don't really understand how. And if that's true, like, okay, I understand. Like, if that's true, you have a tremendous opportunity to just blow the whistle on all of this. Just like Chris Cuomo, you know, the guy that was with CNN. Like, dude, Mm -hmm. they kicked you out. So you have a tremendous opportunity to blow the whistle on what has been happening yep. with CNN and, and mainstream yet, media. Right? Not that I know of. Yeah, not that I know of either. Yeah, and and Elon, as far as he goes, like, dude, you you have unlimited money. Like, the, it's an infinity symbol. You have unlimited funds. Pretty much, Okay. yep. yep. Like, keep going. Mm. Keep going. Like, if you truly these people, yeah. have good in your heart and in your soul, like, you are the person that mm. can fully do this. Yep. Like we don't we don't have the funds for that. We're, we're talking about it. We're trying to post about it. We're trying to bring awareness to all of this stuff yep. as much as we can. We're working on getting our funds up. Yeah, 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 yeah yep. exactly. But like Elon, you are truly the person that can like blow all of this up mm-hmm. and create the rebellion that needs to happen. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, what's it called? The biggest thing I would say, hundred percent, like is those Twitter files. And I need to read a little bit more into those too. Mm-hmm. Um, all I've seen though is that one of the biggest. Uh, things I did read into on the Twitter files was the Hunter Biden story. And the Hunter Biden story was, from what I understand, completely censored by Twitter. And like any like New York Post story that came out, et cetera, et cetera, about that was like basically shut down. Mm -hmm. So a good portion of the population probably didn't hear about it and didn't really like look into it or know much about it. And it more than likely heavily affected the election of 2020. Exactly. Um, And it's all just messed up stuff. 100% it is. Kids and drugs. Yeah. Hunter Hunter Biden should be hung publicly. Absolutely. As as an example to what pedophiles deserve. Uh, 100%. Um, But one thing I will say about Elon is that I really do love what he's doing and I love what it's like so far looking like. But my only problem is like, I don't know if I fully, I don't know if I'll ever fully trust him until Mm -hmm. like he continues on this. Like if it continues for years and years, then, and, and we keep seeing that he is like, a more pretty much a moral beacon. Yeah, I'm all about it. Like he's laying the groundwork now. Exactly. It's like so 100%. keep going, and that's yeah. what I meant. Like, he, yeah, he needs to keep going, and you know, I I hope it isn't like some kind of like Trojan horse type of thing, right? economic form or some kind of weird virtue signal type. Yeah, of, Who exactly. Got doing for you guys. Yeah, and because because he is, I, what I'm hoping is that somebody like him who has an unlimited amount of money and power mm-hmm. because of his companies and whatnot, sure. how how and how intelligent he is. A lot of people get corrupted at that level. Like Bill Gates is one of those examples. Right. Got really corrupted at that level. Right. Um, I'm hoping he's not corrupted because it, it it just doesn't seem very common that people don't get corrupted at that right. level. Like I mean, in Hollywood, I think like Chris Pratt hasn't gotten corrupted, and like maybe three other people. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah. So I hope Elon I think, is a standout from that as well. I just don't know for sure. I yet. think Mark Wahlberg is another one. I think that you're hasn't right about really Wahlberg. Yeah. Gone nuts. So. Yeah. But that's kind of um, what I got to say about that. Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting too, like the thing that does help me right now with Elon, is his company Tesla. Mm-hmm stands to make tons of money off of this Green New Deal stuff that the mm-hmm. government is trying to implement. And he hasn't sold it over. Like, he has kept it private. Yep. He has kept it his. He hasn't come out and said, like, hey, yeah, buy Teslas for this. Like, he's just a smart guy that has a lot of cool ideas. Like, the chip thing, not not too into that. Like, again, it's kind yeah. of a cool idea in its idea form. That's that's the definition but, of, like, nerds going too far. Yeah, like, yeah right. To be truthful right. Yeah. And it's like that's like full blown robot horror movie. Like exactly, like we've watched this millions of times yeah, on yeah. movies and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. 
Like that's something that's cool in its idea form, but it should never leave its idea form. Yeah, exactly, because like, yeah. um, like Starlink, what an unbelievable idea. Yep. Worldwide internet everywhere. Like mm -hmm. your guys' parents can probably take advantage of that. My yep. dad has someone that works for him up in, um, is it Vermont, I believe, that they use it. I've like heard, it's I've awesome. heard that's an awesome state. Yeah. yeah. And SpaceX, like reusable rockets. Mm -hmm. How smart is that? That land on their own. All that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of really cool things that he's done. Hopefully it stays that way. And hopefully it stays yeah. in the right hands. I think he, I think he's got to tread carefully for sure. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that is bonus episode number four. Mm. Um, another Q&A. Let us know what you think on all three of those topics, guys, that we just talked about. All three of those questions that we just answered. Um, keep sharing the show. Keep sharing it to your Instagram stories. Spotify makes it so easy to do that. You just have to hit a couple buttons. Takes you right to Instagram. You hit post mm -hmm. and continue submitting those questions, guys. That is, we use the questions for these bonus episodes. We also answer a Q and A question at the end of all of the full length episodes. So, guys, please continue submitting those. You can email them in at extrucationfitness at gmail.com yep. or you can DM them to the extrication um, Instagram or to either one of us personally. But we do prefer that you go through yeah. the EX account. Remember, the EX um, account, guys, is extrication fitness, all one word. Yep. That's the handle It's in both yep. of our bios. If you need to find it, it's super, super easy. Yep. And what are you guys' personals? Yep. Yeah, you can find me um, at JacobWords5 on Instagram. And then I'm JGable38. Gable is G-A-B-E-L. Yep. Yep. So that is us. That's your two Jacobs. But anyway, guys. <laughs> New name. <laughs> until next time, peace and love. Thanks, guys. <laughs>